Okay, uh, good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening. Uh, good morning, evening, and afternoon. Yeah, uh, today we have uh, a brother man uh, in the room who goes by the name uh, of David Skosana. Uh, well, Prem uh, Devo. You're highly welcome. Thank you to thank the you podcast. To thank the podcast, you. man. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, man. Uh, we don't know where to start, but uh, I prefer to start uh, right from the because you are used to this psychological background. Um, I mean, you are a psychologist yourself, isn't it? And so you are used to this world of psychologists and whatsoever. So I hardly think I have to be selective when uh, I interview you. I have to be free. I think I can be free. I can interview uh, you uh, from right from the beginning. Okay. The year is 1990 when you were born, is that correct? This is correct, yes. Yes, uh, tell us your story. Right from there, from there being born uh, by uh, who and who and the birth order. Okay. Yes. So I'm from the Free State province in a small town called Kwakwa. But I was yeah. born in Kronstadt. I'm one of the two siblings. So I have an older sister who's mm. one year older than me. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, mm. um, my mother single-handedly raised us mm. all up, including her siblings. Mm. And along with my cousins, along with mm. my distant or extended family members. Mm. Um, I was raised by my grandmother and by my aunt, yeah. who I, I put, I credit for, by the way, mm. for my journey because yeah. they helped me, you know, mm. start my first business. And I started my first business when I was five years old. So. Oh, you are, if, I, if, we, if uh, the podcast hear you correctly, uh, you were I mean, you are only two siblings mm-hmm. in your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in this that is not this is excluding cousins. Oh, I yeah. have a lot of cousins. Yeah, I understand. You that. know, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I think my grandmother had nine children, if not eight. Maternal grandmother. Yeah, maternal grandmother. Oh, and yeah. but for my mother's side, it's just the two of us, just oh. me and my sister. Yeah. Oh, oh, on your mother's side. On my mother's side. Yeah. Oh, you and your half sibling, or full sibling. Full sibling. Oh, same oh. father, same mother. Oh. Yeah. So, in that pet order, you happen to be the first born of the last born? Last. Last, last born. born. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, because how long, so you were raised by your maternally? Grandmother. Grandmother. Yeah. Due to, because we don't want to find ourselves as podcast putting words in your mouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, so yeah. we both grew up raised by my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. But as time went, mm. my sister moved to Joburg to oh, my yeah. mother. Oh. And I I was there. Oh. Um, maybe at the time it was Joburg or something that I didn't like, you know, I just wanted to be my, with my grandmother and oh, yeah. obviously with the stuff that we're doing at home, you know, it became So the relationship wise between the parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, so I, I, they divorced uh. after I was born. 
after you were born. Yeah, after I was born, we divorced. Oh, so on a conservative estimate, maybe months after you were born or anything along those lines. I'm not sure because hmm. my, my sister was born in 1989 and I was born in 1990. Oh. So I'd imagine maybe around... You never come across such information? No. Whether you were no. three months, six months or no. a year? No. Oh, but all you know is when after you were born. Although my sister when we were, I think she was 12 mm. and I was 11. Mm. Um, we went to go find my father because she wanted to to, have a, to see the kind of person. You were already 11 years? Yeah. When you come met. to meet yeah. your father? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe I even, not even, maybe 12, 13, I'm not sure. I'm oh, not sure. But yeah, let's leave it hanging mm -hmm. because I think we will get to that stage. Okay. We start right from the bottom yeah. and then, yeah. So, you're already raised now as a child. I mean, uh, maybe let's say at the age of five or three, you once uh, told me, but off record, mm -hmm. yes, in relation, I mean, a story in relation to how your grandmother, right from the tender age, of three or four, or mm -hmm. anything along those lines, teaching you the business mm -hmm. uh, of poultry business. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know whether yeah. the podcast uh, yeah. or poultry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you? Okay, so uh, you know, I started school early. I started school at I think four, and then they had to push me back because I wanted to go to school with my sister. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think my grandmother could yeah. see. I don't know how, which yeah. is very important, you know, to recognize these things at an early age. I don't know how she picked up yeah. that I had interest in business, but yeah. then she she would make, she started off with peanuts, actually. Yeah. She would fry peanuts for me, and then yeah. we'd wrap them in a paper, yeah. like an exam paper, yeah. and then I would sell that. And then yeah. eventually, I don't know how she knew about diversification or anything like that at the time, yeah. but... Yeah. Eventually, we started having chickens at home, and yeah. I was taking care of these chickens, making sure, yeah. you know, that they are fed, that they're taken care of, and then when the customer comes, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's what I was, I was at school. I was selling at home. I was selling. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, um, but I don't know if. On a conservative time, estimate, how old are you at that time? Five. Five. From five. Oh, this from was five. my daily life. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was my daily life from five. I, uh, as, as, a, as a, the management of the podcast, we are supposed that was even before you start uh, your primary uh, schooling level. I started school at five. So when at I five. I started at four, then mm. I got pulled back because I was too young. You never failed? No, they Any pulled class? me back because I was too young. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, they thought, I think they told my mother that. But you never failed since, no, no, since no, no, you no, started? No. So it means that, uh, let's say, if you started, at, if they never pulled you back, you could have uh, been one of the few kids who may uh, have the privilege of completed metric at the age of 16. Yeah, but I finished when I was 17. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. Mm. Um, so... I think the podcast... Uh, sorry for that. No, no, no The no podcast uh, interjected while you were trying to explain or you were pulled back. Yes, they pulled me back because... My sister is a year older than me, so she was supposed to start school mm. at five. Mm. But then I went with her, and they thought, I think they told my mother he's going to get tired, he's going to give up, or whatever. And I went there the whole year. So, <laughs> so, but I had to repeat the same class, because mm. 
I wasn't on the system or school system yet. Mm. I was too young. So, yeah. but yeah, um, I started, and then she actually, my grandmother actually taught me a lot of leadership lessons, you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize at the time, like for example, yeah. she was already teaching me about sales. She was already teaching me about cash flow management. She was yeah. already teaching me about accounting principles. Mm. Without, I don't know if you knew that's what she was teaching me. But now, fast forward now, I actually mm. realize she was teaching me all of those things. Mm. Client management, everything. So this senior citizen, are you, uh, who, who happened to be a grandmother? Mm. What was her educational she didn't uh, background? Even, she probably left school at grade three or something. Like she never went to okay, it completely. Like, it I think is, she ended at It grade is also three. possibly that uh, she couldn't even write her name. She couldn't write. Mm. At all, she couldn't write at no. all. Yeah, but, but she, uh, she was business-minded. Uh, yeah, she had uh, she had that uh, what do you call that ability for want of a better expression to pass down such uh, a marvelous uh, yeah. legacy to yes, you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, no, that's very marvelous. No. Yeah. And mind you, at the time uh, when we are young. All we, I'm from a place where we, it's, or the only thing we'd aspire to is either you're playing soccer or you are heading cattle or you're going to the mountain or you're doing all of it. You know, this is this was the dream. Like, yeah. there was no way to dream outside of yeah. the area because there was no one that really broke it out, yeah. broke out and actually showed us, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah, but somehow she saw that potential and she made me stick to something that no one else was doing, which is. So, uh, speaking of dreams, mm -hmm. you're a dream child. I mean, sorry, sorry. Uh, your child with dream. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, draw a picture. After this whole business thing, or because at the time when all of this was happening, of mm -hmm. course I didn't like it, you know, because I thought mm -hmm. other kids are playing, I have to come back home and clean mm -hmm. chickens and feed chickens and do all these things, and I hated it. But now that I think about it, I, over time, I actually grew to love it. Mm. So now, but I think all I wanted was to play soccer. Mm. Because that's everybody's dream in the, in the place, right? Okay. So, so initially it was that. You never that had, the dream. You never had uh, any academic dream because no. you remember uh, at, at the time mm. in, it, it was a common thing in our black society. Mm -hmm. I want to be a police because you, as a boy child, of course, uh, because the, 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 you are impressed of the of carrying guns mm -hmm, and the blue uniform, mm -hmm. whatsoever, and others, they want to be teachers, mm -hmm. nurses, the girls, and whatsoever, or the doctors, whatsoever. I yeah. got into a lot of trouble in primary school because mm. not only would I correct the teachers, but also mm -hmm. I would actually tell them that I want to have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if that was a dream, but mm -hmm. I just knew because I'm from a place where it's substandard, you know, like you it's just, very... You just said, I want to be a lot of money. I want to have a lot of money, yeah. So it was a career, I suppose it was a, a, a career, what do you call it? Uh, were, oh, it was a career questions oh, of some sort. Teachers, they were questioning uh, yes. kids about uh, their... Yeah. Yeah. In petrol so ambitions. That's that's what I would say when mm. they ask me what do you want to be because mm. 
all these other things that and I suppose really like, uh, you might have been uh, a black sheep in a black sheep in the room for want of a better expression. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah. It's very true. So it so got you into trouble. Draw it got me into a lot of trouble. Draw us a like, picture. Um, for example, mm. every time when in high school, I mean in primary school, mm. which was very different experience than high school, by the way. In yeah. primary school, it was like they got to understand my thinking almost. Mm. So it started. When it started off, it was getting me into trouble, and eventually it was like, okay, so whenever there's a, something happening at school, they would just ask me to, you know, mm. to just... Excuse other kids. No, to welcome, let's say, for example, eighth, World AIDS Day, then you welcome the, the people, mm. and you speak in front of the assembly, like that, those things. Mm. But at the time, there was, not, there was no school prefects or anything like that. Like, mm. I don't know actually what they called it, but mm. something similar to that. But it got me into a lot of trouble before that, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, it was, yo. Also, if we, we hear you correct, prior divulging uh, the fact that you wanted to make a lot of money, uh, you used to be the darling of the school uh, management, so to say. We had you correct on that point. They would even install you on upper positions. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, but after you divulged something uh, to the effect that you wanna make a lot of money, and then <laughs> yeah, it was eh, yeah. And then that's when you you, you came to perceive some uh, emotionally uh, techniques of some sort. In fact, I remember some teachers would actually be like, no, when you finish school, you get a job. Yeah. That's what happens here. You don't, mm. you know, mm. you don't become a soccer player. You don't make a lot of money. You just get a job. Because, mm. mm. you know, and I was like, you that used to confuse me actually yeah. a lot. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, but uh, that's our sickness. Uh, psych that's our psychology, psychological disorder, in fact, as mm. uh, black uh, community, mm -hmm. especially if you take a look uh, in the book of uh, the capitalistic nigger. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Steve Harvey mm -hmm. once claimed to have to have experienced a similar uh, thing from what you have uh, divulged mm. to this podcast. Yes, mm. uh, because he became a black sheep. When, uh, when the teacher was asking the rest of the school of the class that uh, what you want to be and then others of course because of that traditional uh, what they call their yeah, traditional worldviews I want to be a teacher I want to be mm. uh, whatsoever I want to be a policeman mm. but he said I want to be on TV mm. and then uh, the teacher started to interrogate him Anyone in your family who happened to be a teacher even before he could answer? I mean, anyone in your family who once happened to be on TV even before he was he, he gave any answer? Another question followed. <laughs> anyone uh, in your community? Anyone uh, do you know whatsoever? Mm -hmm. Any of your friends? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. And I think then, over time you, you just and start, then, yeah. The, 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 the matter was even 
the teacher even uh, wrote a letter to uh, his father mm. and then he handed it over to Steve and then Steve uh, he had to submit the letter to his father yeah, but yeah I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually yo. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. So, what makes you, at the time, if you think, uh, what makes you uh, give any answer of that nature, that uh, you wanna make a lot of money? I think because. Firstly, I'm from a substandard condition type of place, you know, like mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people. I mean, for example, I still remember the first time when we had a TV, mm -hmm. a black and white TV with a battery. I still remember the first time when they put electricity because we were living on candles. Mm -hmm. I still remember. So I'm from humble beginnings, man. Like it's, we never knew a lot, but I knew that in the world is, there has to be some, there has to be more than this, you know what I mean? Like, but then I... I was under the impression that money, if I have a lot of money, then I can come out of that situation or I can take my family out of that situation, you know. So mm -hmm. it was always a motivating thing to be like, oh, okay, so um, unless I sell something, then I don't have money. Or unless if I, if there's, some, there's nothing to sell, then I don't have mm -hmm. uh, money to, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, my grandmother used to give us 20 cents for, mm -hmm. as pocket money. And yeah, uh, if... Yo, 96 maybe. 96. 94, 95, 90, sorry. 95. Yeah, 95, 96. 20 cents. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Like, our economy was uh, still stable, given to the fact that this so called democratic government mm -hmm. was uh, still new. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the time, let's guess that it, had, it hadn't managed, or it hasn't managed. Uh, to show a lot of money mm -hmm. as it wished to, mm. or it might have wished to, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I understand. Yeah. No, it was a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. You would buy those sweets, you know, mm. those small sweets. Yeah. But, all, but then, of course, I was selling, so mm. I was, it was 20 cents, but I was making mm. something else on the side anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, so I grew up from an environment that highly motivated me for me to be like, okay. Mm to figure out how to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't know how at the time. Mm -hmm. um, even though I suspected that it was probably going to be soccer because everybody loves soccer. But mm -hmm. you know, when once I saw that a lot of people want to be soccer players, and I was like, nah, this, there's no way I'm going to. Because I would see it, you know, I would see people. And by the way. Or you could tell that uh, we, yeah. I'm going to face a lot of challenge. Competition. Competition. <laughs> a lot of competition, yeah. 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 Because I remember there's, there's one guy that actually lives three houses away from mm. the house where my grandmother's house mm. and he, he he used to play for sundown so you can imagine we looked at him and we like yo mm. this guy has done it you know so mm. everybody wanted to be like him especially if you're a boy yo mm. you wanted to be like him. Mm. but then over time yeah mm. you start seeing oh there's too many people that want to be soccer players and mm. if Kaiser Chiefs were to come they'll probably not pick me you know because yeah. um, there's always someone who's faster more talented, more smarter. But you were, but but uh, genuinely, you were uh, somewhat very ambitious about uh, the the money part. Yeah. I mean, or <laughs> the money part. Yeah. Or you were less ambitious when it comes to soccer. soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I wasn't yeah. playing soccer a lot. Like mm. I, I was playing soccer a lot until I started school. Mm. Like 
maybe when I was four or something, like it used to be something that's like there all the time. Mm. You know, if they ask you what you want for your birthday, you like a soccer ball, you know. Mm. But when I started school, that's when it's like mm. most of the time it was just chickens, peanuts, sweets. Mm. Chickens, peanuts, sweets. That was my life, you know. Mm. So, but yeah. yeah. So, now you started school now. Mm -hmm. uh, you start school at, 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 at what age? At five, in at 1995, five. yeah. Oh, in 1995? Yeah. Well, but, officially. But you were pulled back uh, within, okay. Uh, I was pulled back in 1994. So I, I went to in 1994 because of my sister. Oh. But then in 1995, oh, I had four. to start. So in 1994, you, you were pulled back uh, after how long? The whole year. I went the whole year with my sister. In 1994? Yeah. But I was too young, so they, they made oh. me repeat the same class. Oh, officially now. You passed the, the class? I don't even know if I passed or not. But <laughs> oh. Yeah, like I couldn't go forward with my sister because she was older. It is like you were, it is like you were at preschool or anything along those lines? Yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, I, I suppose you can call it that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now the year is 1995. You go to school, uh, to attend school officially for the first time, even though it is not for the first time. But officially, it is for the first time because now you are registered and you are recognized as a school purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, Okay, so take us back to the year 94. How it felt at that age because, uh, of course, you were still a kid. And I suppose, uh, even though uh, kids, kids of your age, uh, who may happen to be five years, even though they might have been there, but I suppose they were uh, very limited, maybe five or ten, something like that. No, it, it was a big class, but it mm. wasn't the year I was supposed to start. Yeah, yeah. I just saw my sister get up and, yeah, yeah. you know, we didn't know much about school, so now yeah. seeing my sister get up, put a uniform, I was like, I also want that, you know. Mm. So I was technically following my sister. It wasn't because yeah, yeah. I wanted to go to school, it was like, yeah. I have to follow her because uh -huh. where is she going? So anything that my sister would do, I'd copy it. Yeah. Which is natural, I suppose, among siblings. I mean, yeah. Even now, I have, I have my sons, they copy each other all the time. It's yeah. like, the younger one thinks he's, he knows more than the bigger one. You know, so, like, but eventually you were forced to wake up each and every day early in the morning. I was the one waking up. I wasn't forced. I think the idea was I shouldn't go. So oh. if I didn't wake up, it would have been perfect, but I woke up every day, the whole day. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like, oh, it means uh, by your very inherent, you are, you are more of a, of a, what do you call it, a morning person, if one should put it that way. I think so, so yeah. Yeah, That's true. yeah, 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 because uh, many kids, by their very nature, uh, in fact, all kids are morning, are morning persons. But once they start, they start school, mm. ah, I it's mean, difficult yeah, it's up. difficult to wake yeah. up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for you, uh, we hear a story which is very opposite because yeah, yeah. voluntarily, yeah. you would wake up, and I suppose your parents wouldn't even bother to force you to wake up early in the morning mm. because they know that you are not any officially yeah. uh, student. In fact, anything. I think I would tell my grandmother to to help me bath them. The mm. night before, so that in the morning it's just quick, you know, as opposed yeah. to yeah. because now, you know, again, mm. we used to use this primer stove and what, what, so mm. it, it would 
bathing is a long process when yeah. you didn't have electricity. Yeah. So it was like, mm. let me get ready the night before in the morning, I just get up and then you just wipe me, then I'm done. Especially winter I'm time, uh, Eastern Free State, exactly. Kwa in particular, it's yeah. yeah. very, very freezing. Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, wood, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Uh, now, The year is 1995. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you start school for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, you manage to pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so how did you how did you manage to pass uh, your first class? I think because I was repeating it firstly, oh. but also because uh. I don't know. Uh. I think yeah, I was just excited about the whole thing. Uh. I think because I was curious to see where this thing takes you because, mind you, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah no, you may finish. So we didn't, you didn't know much about what happens, like, uh. you know, things like you move between grades or you do, you didn't know that at the time. It was just, uh. school was just exciting, you know, it was just like, oh, it's a place where yeah, yeah. I can make a little bit of money and it's a place where yeah. I can learn these things and, yeah. you know, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You have this big graduation when you finish, mm -hmm. so it's a serious thing, you know. It's like, yeah, but you didn't know about uh, those things, no, uh, at the time until they happened. Yeah. So, the, the major reason the, the podcast uh, posed a question of this nature mm -hmm. that, uh, how did you manage to pass the, the your first class? Mm -hmm. It is because you were just a child of six years, mm -hmm. and of course. Uh, you were raised by uh, your maternal grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, who happened to spoil you like, uh, like I don't know how, mm -hmm. how, how to describe, but uh, she spoiled you. Yeah. Oh, your maternal auntie was there. Mm -hmm. uh, something that you told me off, off, mm -hmm. off record one day. Mm -hmm. I suppose she's the one who played a major role in terms of... Uh, you know, it's in, funny because... In terms of uh, assisting you. Mm -hmm. In terms of knowing numbers mm -hmm, yeah. and encouraging you to uh, to what to learn, yeah, to learn, to learn yeah. after school. So it's funny because uh, before to study after so school. So my yes. process would be a go to school, take mm. the peanuts because I was staying like two minutes away from school. Mm. So go to school, sell the first badge yeah. during break or whatever, and then come back to fetch the second badge, mm. go and then come back and. Before I could touch the chickens, mm. by the way, mm. my auntie would make me sit down to study that. You know that two times. Oh, now you, now you are done with the task of uh, of the grain. Yeah. Because uh, granny wanted you to to, to understand this yeah. business thing. Yeah, and oh. my aunt would. I don't know if she would literally use. She would take a stick and then I'd have to sit down and do that maths times table thing. So let's that maths timetable thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two times two, all of that. I had to master that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to master it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But after that, then I'm busy with the chickens. Mm -hmm. Then it's like mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So if if she asks you a multiplication mm -hmm. thing and you don't know, yeah. it will be a big problem. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah, it will yeah. be a big trouble. So. But let's assume that uh, she's the one who deserves credit. Both uh, of them, I think, deserve credit, definitely. Yes, uh, of course, uh, Granny deserves uh, uh, credit in terms of 
uh, equipping you with a business uh, mindset. So the maternal aunt in terms of making sure that you pass all your grades. Uh, mm -hmm. The first, I mean, uh, grade one in particular, she deserved that credit. Yeah. The whole primary school. Yeah. They both deserve credit for the whole primary school because yeah. it's only when I got to high school that I moved away from yeah. my grandmother a little bit yeah. because, you know, we wanted to go meet our father and what so we stayed with him for a little bit. Yeah. So... Uh, before we get to... Uh, okay, oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. No, okay, go on, man. No, 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 I was just going to say, like, it's only... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, because we, we, now we are about to get to... to, 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 to uh, your parents now. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we have done the most part mm -hmm. about uh, your granny and your maternal aunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so all along, uh, where your mother is? I mean, Joburg, all this time. Working. So she's the one who's taking care of everyone. Actually. Oh, oh, yeah. So she's in Joburg working, and I would see her during the holidays. They were, I would come to Joburg. They were born as uh, two siblings. No, 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 there were men, but, mm. you know, because they were all grown, mm. people had their own families and all mm. that. Mm. So I would come see my mother during, my mother and my sister, mm. during, uh, what is this, holidays, school holidays. Mm. So, but she was the one who was doing the work, mm. to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, now... Oh, she is in Johannesburg, mm -hmm. as we speak. Yeah. Oh, she, maybe uh, in a year, you will probably see her, uh, maybe maximum could be uh, three times. But uh, maybe... No, she goes home also. Mm. I come to work during school holidays, mm. but maybe two Fridays mm. in a month she goes home. For the weekend, oh, oh, oh. every two Fridays, yeah, in a that. month, in a month, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. I know. And I must give credit to my mother also because, yeah. despite all this business stuff, whatever, like I never liked anything to be honest. Like, yeah. life was hard growing up, but yeah. I don't remember. Like, yeah. in fact, yeah. I think. Even though there was these things that were generating us a little bit of money. I was still very much into, like, I want this, I want that, you know. Mm. I was telling my mother, like, I would tell her, like, mm. whenever she was talking on the phone, please, when you come, bring me this. Mm. You know, be very specific, like, bring me a Nike shoe or something, you know. But I didn't understand at the time, like... How old were you at that time? Throughout my life. Like, I would, I would ask her for stuff. So, I mean, when you became knowledgeable about this fashion thing, Nike, uh, Adidas, etc., etc. You know, again, mm. if school, mm. you know, someone comes at school, they're wearing nice shoes, and you're like, oh, what kind of nice shoes are these? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've seen things for the first time, and you also want them. So now oh, yeah. you, relay, you relay the message that side to say, hey, I also want this, this, this. I saw so you, my friends. You've got to wearing. understand about this fashion thing yeah. at the very tender age. Yo. Yeah. Even before the age of 10, I suppose. Yeah, because of way before. But school exposition. Yes. And it's something that I'm not proud of because now I understand that she wasn't making, she was taking care of the whole family, bro. like yeah. maybe more than 14 people, you know what I mean? Like, and she didn't make enough money. Yeah. So 
to still be a stress on top and say I want this, I want that, that was very, hey. mm -hmm. <laughs> but I suppose, you know, now I understand it, but at the time it was, you know, you know when you're growing up it's all about who looks cool, who, you know, especially girls and all these things, so you do it. You're also trying to look a certain way. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you put your parents under pressure. That's, that's so called uh, peer pressure. Yeah. yeah it works a lot uh, at that particular age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're just doing. Mm -hmm. Like she would just do without telling me, actually, oh, I don't have money. Or you have business, why not scale that and then try to buy yourself? You know, yeah. like, because to me it was like, hey, yeah. you're my mother. You know, so. yeah. But yeah. No, yeah, understandable. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how did you, how, how, how you got to know your father? So, my sister wanted to know about my father because we only just heard mm. the type of person that he is, you know, like, my mother... When I, you, you see, the, 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 the age gap between you and your sister is... One year. One year? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, when we were growing up, my mother never really said anything bad about my father. It was just, he wasn't there, and I suppose she wanted to understand why is he not there. Yeah. And you know, when you have a, a daughter and a son, yeah. wherever the daughter goes, automatically the son has to go. Yeah. You know, I remember I didn't want to go, firstly, yeah. you know, because I was like, he's not there, like, why should we make the effort? Yeah. Um, but I suppose at the time, you know, I was just being a child. I didn't understand why he wasn't there, and I was very upset that he wasn't there, and I just let go of that, you know. Yeah. But automatically when she became like, I want to see him, mm. and then my mother once again was like, it's fine, go mm. to this place, you'll probably find him there, and that's where he stays, you know. Mm. And then we went. How so old were you, how, how old were both of you at that time? Maybe 12, 13, maybe 14, mm. somewhere. Mm. Um, actually, don't remember. Oh, you were already teenagers? Yeah, mm. you see, so... Mm. Again, it was very challenging. Firstly, because I didn't want to go, yeah. but automatically my grandmother is like, you have to go. My yeah. sister is going to need you. Or what, 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 you. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay. Then I went. Yeah. But now it meant everything changed now. Yeah. Firstly, we had to change schools. Yeah. Secondly, um, who is the one who arranges that? Or no, who, 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 who comes up with those suggestions? Like, my mother did it. He's the one who made yeah, those suggestions. made those suggestions because we went to a like a intermi intermediate school mm. at the beginning, mm. but then I think she found it best to shift us into like a more modern, you know, multiracial school. Who? Uh, my mom. Oh yeah. At in teenage years, mm. you know, maybe she she wanted to shift there. Oh, she's the one who was paying those fees? Yeah, she was. She was. Oh, with the... Where she was working in Johannesburg? What kind of... She job? was working for a family. She works as a domestic worker, actually. So oh, yeah. she was in domestic. Yeah. And my father was a policeman. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. But I think she also... She got used to taking care of us, you know. It wasn't like... But also now I didn't have the businesses now. So it was like... Yeah. How do I make extra cash? But anyway... So we went and we stayed with him, and then yeah. he spoiled you. Huh? He spoiled you. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, but I think mostly it was. I think he was just glad that we were there. You know? yeah. Of course, we, we can never know what yeah. really happened or whatever. But he was happy to see you. Uh, 
he was. He was oh. happy. But his work, you know, he's working night shift. When you met for the first time. Yeah, he's working night shift. He's a policeman, so the shifts change. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not, you know. Um, but yeah, so eventually sometimes it would be just me and my sister in the house. But it was it was a huge wake up call because so we moved. So eventually, you got to know uh, the rest of your paternal uh, family, like uh, paternal uncles, aunts, yeah, yeah. cousins, etc., etc. Yeah. Et but not as much and as brothers, because uh, you know, in our African custom, uh, kids of our paternal uncles, yeah. like yeah, our, our brothers and yeah, sisters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But not as much as my my mother's side. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, with my father it was a new thing, it was like, yeah. we're getting to know him more, more yeah. than yeah. the other people. Yeah. So, but yeah. 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 So, you finished school, you, f you finished school uh, at what age? 17? 17, 17, yeah. Oh, but prior to 17 I was staying alone now, like my sister finished yeah. early, yeah. she finished early. But also, we're staying the two of us now. So maybe from grade nine, mm. it was just two of us. Mm. But he would come and make sure that there's food, there's bus tickets, what, 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 and then leave. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, he was. I don't know if it was a conscious decision to say so he wants you, to stay close to work. Now. Yeah, Where? I don't know. In his house. Or oh, in his house. Yeah. Where was the sister at the time? She's with me. Oh. Until she finished my trick also. Oh, you both of you are staying alone. Both of us. Yeah. Oh. So. Which is mm. the first time, you know, mm. you feel a sense of freedom in a way because yeah. he was strict, but not too strict. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when you're a child, it's like, but now the whole community looks at you like, yeah, yeah. like my, my mother's friends, I mean, my, fa my mother, my friend's mothers yeah. were taking care of us also in a way, like supervising, you know, so just yeah. so we don't go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because they could see, oh, the father, he comes, but not. Maybe he wanted to do his own things and he didn't want to do them in front of us. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But he was staying somewhere else now. Uh, yeah. But he was coming once. Yeah, he probably months. wanted uh, his own freedom. His own freedom, yes. Yeah, yes. because he's a man after. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. And he didn't want to do all these things in front of us. Yeah. Which, is, which I respect now. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Now I love my freedom more than anything. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you complete your metric at 17. Mm -hmm. mm. With flying colors, I suppose. Yep. Mm. <laughs> And uh, the year is 2008. 2008. But prior to that, that was uh, that was slightly prior the introduction of this fuck up, uh, so called, which is so called levels. It was still symbols. Mm -hmm. It was a year. It was a year or two yeah. prior levels. Yeah. It was still symbols. You passed with symbols, and there is a possibility that you might be. The last, uh, what do you call, class of the year 1998. Mm. I mean, of the the year 2008, mm -hmm. uh, who were still using symbols. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Mm. But then also, you know, mm. in so high symbols. School, how, how how were your symbols before you make it on? Mm. B's, A's, and C's. On maybe uh, subject by subject. You are don't even remember. But uh, but maybe the, the major subject that uh, are on top of your head maybe. 
So I did computer, I did biology, I did physics, I did maths, I did... What is this? Africans, because it was an African school. So you do Africans not by choice, but because it's the first language. And then English, and then... Life of Antigua. So seven. There are seven subjects. Yeah. Oh, there were seven at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So four are compulsory. Now, now with how many? Now uh, sorry, three are compulsory and, and four you choose yourself. And then now, now how many? Six now? Mm, seven. Oh, it's still seven. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, tell us that, that you, you, you might remember. Uh, in relation to symbols. Yes. I think I got in I think a B or something. B. And in, in L O I L O, you know, ah. it's probably an A. Yeah. Because oh. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that one is only tells that. Yeah. And then. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Cat. I probably got a sixty-five, which is a C ah. in computer applications technology because. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I don't remember the list. Yeah. But yeah. it's actually some, something more important also to share is that yeah. during my high school years, yeah. I was reading a lot. You were reading a lot. A lot. Yeah. Like, you were remember no, there was you were, no... You were more of an avid reader. Mm -hmm. There was no more businesses now. Mm -hmm. But this is how I got introduced to, to finance, mm -hmm. to how the economy works, to markets and all these things. And my mother knew that. Mm -hmm. So every time she was working for the Gringos, by the way, mm -hmm. there's this huge, successful, wealthy family called the Gringos. Mm -hmm. So everything that they were doing, be it read newspapers, business days, magazines, whatever, anything that they did, um, she would keep it. So when she comes or when I come here, then she gives me that material to read and whatever. So I was always curious to see, oh, there's a completely different world out there. But yeah, she kept books. I mean, some of my favorite books, um, I got them from my mother. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. So, with these flying colors, uh, you probably deserve uh, a real welcome at some institution of some sort. In fact, at any institution, you deserve a, what do you call a warm welcome. So, your choice? I didn't go straight away. Huh. So I took a gap year. In 2009, I was not at school. Huh. I took a gap year because I wanted to figure out what's going on. You know? Like, oh, how can yeah. I implement? Because now I attend. In 2009, I was 18. Now. So, who advised you to take a gap year? It's me. I didn't Is want it? to go straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? huh. Because, you know, at 17 and 18, it's like. Huh. I think the only thing that I was So, major reason to take a gap year is to rest. Or <laughs> <laughs> is to rest uh, because you, you, which, which of course might be, might sound probably fair because. It's been uh, 12 years of. More than 12 years, in fact, 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plus that five years yeah, extra, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, but it was, it was not too. Remember now, I think. Uh, it was also a wrestle between 
what I was taught to say, you need to finish school and find work. Yeah, yeah. And also, the wrestle between, do I really want to find work or can I do this business thing? Like, so I wanted to a year to, to test it out, to yeah. see, you know. It's like, it's almost as if I gave myself a year and I was like, if nothing works out in this year, I'm going back to school. Yeah. I'll find a way to get back into school. Yeah. Um, so I, see, I started going around places, I remember. And now, mind you, 2008 was when the financial crisis happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like everything just the global recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the conversations that I had when I came to Joburg, the people that I was trying to meet, I'd known, isn't it, about these people now? Yeah. All that reading, I was like, okay, so there's people like my president, my current president, so I'm at the moment. There's people like Patrick Smithy. There's people like all these business leaders. You're taking gap year at that time. Yeah. But so, well, you, you, you are studying about these people? I mean. No, I studied while I was in high school. Oh. So when I came to Joburg, I already had a plan to say, okay, I need to meet some of these people and find out, you know. In this very gap year, yeah, which gap year. happens to be the year 2008? Nine. Oh, which happens to be the year yeah, 2009? Yeah, I finished my trick in 2008. 2008. Oh, yeah. 2009 is gap year. You come to Johannesburg? I come to Joburg. I stay? came to Joburg in 2008. Where do you stay? At your mom's place? Or no. You know, that's another thing. place or something? I couldn't stay there because, hey man, you know, sometimes uh, there's, there's a common thing where uh, black families don't stay with their families. Workplace, yeah, yeah, they are not permitted. Yes, yeah. yes, of yes. Course, yeah. So at the time I wasn't. So ah. I had to figure out. I was like, okay, ah. I came here and then I went to my aunt. Oh, so yeah. oh. Maternally, paternally. Maternally. Oh, yeah. The so very one. No, 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 another one. Another one. Remember I said there were like eight? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I went to my aunt, my solo SDPs, mm. and then I stayed with her for like couple of weeks. In Soweto. In Soweto. Then I was like, eh, hey, this is this is tricky. Yeah. Because I knew when I came here. By the looks of things, it turns out as if now I'm back becoming home. a burden now. It's like I'm, no, I'm back home. It felt like I was back home. I was like, I didn't come to do it to, 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 to be at a space that feels like home. You know what I mean? Like I'm oh, here yeah. because I want to be on this side. In the north. So, but anyway, then I, I shifted. Move to my uh, my uncle now. So I called my uncle. Yo, I wanna come stay with you a little bit. Um, I just came. Where? Here in Jodeport. Yeah. Oh, in Jodeport. Yeah. So I moved from the way to Jodeport. Yeah, yeah. And then from there. Um, but now I'm trying to. Remember, I'm 18 now. I'm trying to register my businesses because firstly I couldn't register. What I was trying to do, and I had known, like I just knew that it was finance. That's how I knew about the financial crisis. That's how I picked up in 2009. There's this thing called high frequency oh, trading. So, oh, so uh, I suppose you are 18 years old, and you passed your matric, not in Kwaako, but, uh, but in some multiracial school, isn't it? In Kwaako, but it's in Kestel, actually. It's like 30 minutes away from. It's like oh. Harry Smith, but on the other side, as if you go into Bethlehem. Oh, but you were in multiracial school. Yeah. Oh, so that on its own, even before you were at Teshi Idol, 
that on its own uh, opened your eyes. Boosted mm -hmm. you with uh, some uh, foresight of some sort. Mm -hmm. so, so now that's why uh, you have such a greater knowledge than uh, a matriculant from Kwako. Uh, because I hardly think if you were a matriculant from Kwako, you would have the knowledge. But if, nice if, if, you were, if you were a mere matriculant, for example, from Kwako or anywhere, in any country, you will have uh, such a, a greater knowledge in terms of knowing about business and business registration, blah, 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 without, uh, without additionally information after matric. But there's good schools in Kwaka, I won't lie, like there's really good schools, like... No, I mean at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. So I got exposed to all of this. And now, mind you, life was very different at my father's house because there was dish, there was this TV and all these things. So I got to really see like, oh, these people are living out there, you know, this is what's happening. I could follow news, for example, which... Well, so you knew. I'm sure my friends were looking at me like, why is he watching the news? But anyway. So by your very nature, you were, you were advisable, so to say, or you were disciplined in terms of being able to choose the most uh, productive and educationally uh, TV channels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 may, and maybe the at the time, and maybe at the time, such as if you may draw up a picture, maybe you, you can uh, single out a, a few. Yeah, yeah, at the time. Like for example, that might uh, that might have played a, a, a major role in terms of you being such uh, an open-minded. Uh, so CNBC head shows is this guy called Jim Cramer. Mm. I don't know if you know him, but he's. He's like, a, he used to be a hedge fund manager, he used to run a company, I forgot the name of the company. Mm. And then he retired and he started to like a business show mm. on CNBC. Mm. Uh, like, uh, so he had a couple of shows and he still does now. Mm. Um, but he would talk about companies, you know, he would talk about uh, management in the companies, the products, what is an IPO, like when companies go public how that process works. So this intrigued me. I used to watch that thing all the time. Yeah. You know, I used to watch it all the time. Mm -hmm. And also, my uncle, uh, one of my uncles used to stay in Jobek also. Mm -hmm. um, so he, to he told me about Kaya FM. Mm -hmm. Back then on the radio, there was a guy by the name of Stevie B. Stevie B. He was doing the business show in Kaya FM. Yeah. So I knew about all these people before I came here. So by the time I came here, I was like, I have to meet these people. I have to, you know, I have to find out how to get my business registered. I have to find money somehow or whatever. Then, little did I know that in the markets, well, I did know, I suppose. In 2008, when the financial crisis happened, in 2009, there's this high-frequency trading thing that started. So there's this thing called quants. It's like automated trading started. You know, people could trade on their phones now, people could, and mind you, the people that I studied, like people like Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, all these people had books, like, actually one of my favorite books is One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. And then there's Warren Buffett, his favorite book, which is Benjamin Graham, Intelligent Investor. I was reading those kind of books in high school. So the books that I was getting from my mother were those kind of books. And I just fell in love with them. Even though I didn't understand at the time, 
what they really meant, but I was like, I have to like you know, do something about this because it's like you uncover the whole something that's very hidden, you know. And I, I got very into it. Like I really, really got very into it. So when I came to Joburg, I was like, when my grandmother was worried and my aunt and my mother were like, what are you gonna stay? What's gonna do? What do I do? I was like, no, don't worry, I'll be fine. Then I came and then oh, it's the way to the girl still alive at the time. Yes, ah. still alive. She's very much alive. Ah. Then when I got to my uncle's place, I, I don't know how long I stayed with him, but I think I stayed a month or something. Ah. I had to find a way to get my business registered. So I got a job, mm. my first job actually, <laughs> at a company called Sunshine. At the very gap here? Yeah, because ah. I wanted the money, the capital to, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm. Of course I knew that I couldn't trade then. So, yeah. what the, oh, the purpose of the gap here was to? Set up the businesses, probably find work, set up my life, this guy. Oh yeah. But at the time, I didn't even know I wanted to go to university. I was just like, let me try sure. to make this thing work. Yeah, I was like, no, you wanted, but school is going to sure. waste my time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I was like, another 12 years of studying from that. No, 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 no. I just have to. Uh, so prior, yeah. prior uh, metropolitan, you had already, there were no ambition, ab ambitions in mind. There were, like, I wanted to register the business once I turned 18 because I couldn't register them prior to 18. Oh, no, I mean, if I had no, I mean academic wise. No, no, I wasn't <laughs> interested in academics. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I knew that the people that I'm aspiring to be like, oh. like Nelson Mandela, Silva Maposa, uh, Sim Chawalala, all these people, I knew that they had qualifications. Mm. But I was like, it seems like a long way to get to where I'm trying to go, so let me just, you know. But then in 2009, after I registered the business, York, yeah. isn't it I worked for like a month or something, and then I took that money, that salary, and just yeah. tried to put uh, money into, uh, isn't it, I, I don't know, I don't even remember how much it was at the time to register the business, but I think it was still 175. But anyway, yeah. I took that money and I registered the first business or the second yeah. or third or whatever. Yeah. But yo, Reality hit. Well, you registered with uh, CIPC. Yeah, but reality well, while hit. It, while it was still referred to as. Uh, Can't you what is it referred to at the time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. There was there was slightly difference uh, in a name yeah. uh, compared to the current name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So it, it was in CPO or anything along those lines. Something like that. So now reality hit because it was like you don't just start a business today, it becomes successful today. You know? um, so over the course of the few months that came after that, yo, it was it was difficult. Yeah, yeah. It was difficult because now I wanted to trade now because I was like, okay, this business thing is picking up, but slow, and you know. And now I had to apply whatever I learned at home, and it was like, yo, it was totally different level. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, cool, so what's my biggest issue here? Yeah. Then I realized like, oh, um, I actually need resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like when you're running a business, you need assets. Not yeah. assets in financial assets, but I just mean like, like a computer, for example, which I didn't have access to. You need 
then I'm like, where am I going to get these things? How can I figure out a Cap way to... Capital. Because the word capital on its own is broad. Not even capital alone, because mm. to me it is like, I can get the money and no, then... That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. The word capi capital is broad on its own, because capital is not only in a form of... Uh, yeah. Money. Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can exactly. be also in a form of some equipment of some sort. Yeah. You see, so I had to find a way to, to have or use these resources. But I didn't know in, anything about libraries or all these things. I didn't even know. You didn't know about libraries at the time? Not the ones that with computers. Mm -hmm. The ones with what I need to oh, be able yeah. to run. So I was like, okay. How was the library? But you used to attend the library yeah, yeah. in Puchacha. I mean, when you were in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but also, that one in, in Putachua, I still have a lot of books at home, but yeah, yeah. I didn't even attend, sorry, I didn't next attend. To, next to the post office? No, 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 I didn't attend that. You never Every attended books one? that I was, I have a lot of books. Eh? Mm. This lady was put, packing books. When she comes home, yo, bro, she would even send, there used to be a driver that would bring stuff home. You know when you buy a cupboard here and then you send it home? Mm. She would just pack books, bro. Mm. So that's what I was reading when I was at home. Yo. But anyway, so 2009 was a bit tricky because I registered, I managed to register the businesses, but obviously it wasn't picking up the way I thought yeah. things were going a little bit, you know. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, I need resources, I need to find a way to, a less expensive way of doing what I'm doing or how I can do it. Then I was like, okay. Then I found out that I can go to school, by the way. That's when I started thinking about school. I was like, if I was a student... Still in the year 2009? Yeah. Oh. If I was a student, I'd probably use the university's resources to do what I'm doing. Mm. You know what I mean? So to me... So on a conservative estimate, when you begin to think about going... Not going back, but uh, starting a new life at Tayfiaib. Uh, when was that? Uh, 2009. 2009, yeah. Maybe around September, maybe August. Oh, yeah. As, yeah. I found out, oh, you can actually apply and whatever. Then I applied, but I think the first year or second year, mm. I applied for network. So, gap year just happened to be a gap year, but it was not a planned gap year because uh, right from the word go, you were not planned. It was not part of your plan to go to Tesha. It wasn't the plan to even go to this teacher. Me, I oh. thought, once I turn 18, I register my businesses, I become successful. So it, it just became, so the year 2009 finish. became yeah. a gap year by default. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but now, yeah, I find applications, I send applications. It was like 100 rand or something. Sent a 100 rand. Because now I was looking at the resources that are going to be available to me. Because I was... So, I knew that there's no way you can sell it works and you don't have access to stuff for free. So I was like, okay, let me do that, you know. But at the same time, I met a lot of people, like some of these people that I'm telling about. And some of them gave me access to, they fueled my passion for finance. By that I mean, because I couldn't do certain things on my own, I would use, like for example, in trading at the time, I would meet Tepo, Tepo gives me his trading account and then I, you know, I manage in a way. But 
I wasn't doing it for me because is it? So I go back to school, yo. So in the same year, 2009, yeah. I found uh, August and September. I apply. Uh, you make a choice mm. of starting Next a new year. life in tertiary. So not really a new life because I still wanted things to stay the same. I just wanted resources to use to be yeah, able to run yeah. my stuff. Yeah. So no, listen, I'm saying yeah, 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 yeah. okay, I, I understand. Yeah. So you have already made up your mind in relation to what is happening in the next year. Uh, what do you call it? Subject of study that you wanna undertake. You so have already made up your mind or you just decided that I'm gonna figure out when no, I January comes. Remember those people that I said I was studying? Mm. Not the overseas people, the funny titties, the yeah, yeah. Cyril Ramaphosas, Nelson Mandela. I studied what they studied. I look at them and I was like, oh, I see there's something called a BA. So let me do a BA also. Mm. In law? No, just BA straight. Mm. I was like, okay, so Nelson Mandela has a Business BA. administration? No, 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 no. It's Bachelor of Arts. Oh, paper. Okay. Yeah. So I checked. Cyril had a Bachelor of Arts. Mm. Nelson Mandela had a Bachelor of Arts. Every funny titty had a Bachelor of Arts. Mm. No, no, sorry, not funny titty. Mm. Uh, funny titty didn't yet. Yeah. It's from my hood, but anyway. Um, Sim Chabalala had Bachelor of Arts. And then I realized most of uh, corporate South Africa, mm. they either started as teachers and, and they also have a Bachelor of Arts. So I'm like, okay, Bachelor of Arts is this. Then that's why I signed up for, I signed up for Bachelor of Arts. Then psychology came up as a major. Psychology. While you were still in the middle of this. No, no, you choose your subject. BA. You choose a subject, the degree is called BA, but you choose the subjects based on what you want to specialize in, whatever. Then now they are psychology, media, anthropology, whatever. Then everything else was just to fill up. You know. As you, the more, the higher you go, the more you lose the other stuff. So I, would, I did feeling politics, philosophy, whatever. But I left them behind to focus on my major as you get third year or something. So, so, what you are studying at, at this time is BA? Yeah, BA, psychology. Yeah. Oh, BA psychology. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's why I'm, I, I, I'm so, I, I was so confused because, you know, uh, I'm very naive when it comes to yeah, these academic things. No, okay, yeah, oh, this BA, BA thing, is, it, it had something to do with uh, your psychological mm. studies. So BA is like the oh. name of the thing. Like within the thing, mm. there's subjects and psychology is oh. one of them. Oh. So it's actually BA in psychology. It's like any umbrella thing to... Yeah, to the whole field of study. Oh, yeah. So someone who did social work, someone who did politics, someone who did yeah. sociology, whatever, yeah. they do a BA. Oh, yeah. It's just that under it, the psychology department, all these other courses. Yeah, yeah. So I did a BA, but I wasn't going to class. Yeah. Remember the initial plan of why I went to residence yeah. was to use the resources. Yeah. So I was at the computer labs. <laughs> uh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Studying markets, yeah. trying to figure out what those books that I was reading was yeah. talking about, yeah. trying to understand the economy now fully, like trying you yeah. know, because there was internet for free. Yeah. So I was like, oh heaven, you know. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was staying 
where she, my mother was working. Yeah. At the Clingles place. Mm. So now I was even exposed more to business because they are a business family. I mean, they have the Clingles bank and all this. Yeah. So I started becoming even more curious about that. But about finance in total. Yeah, yeah. Then I met someone who was registered uh, at RIS. You are still a student? I'm still a student. First year. Oh, first year student. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met someone uh, by the name of Claude Veggie. Mm. And he sold at Vitus. And this is someone that once again also saw that I have interest mm -hmm. in business and in market. And he loved markets also. He was a register, yeah. but he had interest mm. in markets also. So everything that I had been studying and everything that mm. involved finance, yeah. I, I, until that point, I could discuss with him, I could mm. talk to him. Mm. And because he had, he was a registrar, mm. we started an options account yeah. for him and then we were trading using his account. Mm. So in mm. changed my life because for the first time I got to play, mm. you know. Mm. I think one of the things that you, you can be Studying about the economy or studying how finance works, Mara, you never get to play. Mm -hmm. So for the first time, I was really playing. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, 2010. Yeah. Um, I have been registered a company called HFT Capital, which, which was... So when the financial crash happened in 2008, they had mm -hmm. to find a way to recuperate the losses that happened in 2008. So they came up with this thing called African Security, where People were developing systems that would make money through trading within milliseconds. Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, yo, this is, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. So I got exposed to that whole thing and I was like, yo. Yeah. Um, so school, I don't know how I passed, but I did. <laughs> because I wasn't, I was just literally, mm. I was spending time in the lab, in the library, mm. and going to this guy's office mm. to trade. Yeah. And doing other stuff on the side. So. I think it only clicked maybe around September, October, like, oh, there's still school. Like, I have to still yeah. do the school thing. I wasn't yeah. interested in the school thing, but I was, you know. Yeah. So, hey, man. Yeah, yeah interesting journey. Yeah. Yeah, Inter interesting indeed. Interesting indeed, my guy. Uh, so, your first, your first year, at school, I mean at the tertiary. Yeah, you are studying uh, BA psychology. Yeah. So first track. Uh, how did you completed you that that uh, what do you call it, subject of that fraternity uh, after how long? Four years, I think. Fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. And you you registered your business in two thousand nine. Yeah. Some of the businesses. Some of some of the businesses. Some so, other ones I registered. So some of them or there is any of them that is off the ground yet or all of them. All of them are off the ground. Yeah, they off but you know, so mm. let me tell you a little bit of what I do. I mm. run a group of a group of family offices. You know? mm -hmm. A family office is like mm -hmm. a finance company that manages mm -hmm. uh, investments. Mm 
But as opposed to managing outside investment, I manage my own stuff. So it's like, uh, because at the time I didn't have licenses, so I couldn't take the general public's money. So I had to figure out a way to manage my own stuff. So we'll trade, and whatever money we make, we just keep it. And then that is what I was managing. So whatever end income I made, whether through trading, whether through transport, whether through anything that I was doing, I would use that money to, to trade and manage it in a way. So, but yeah, while a student, by the way. All this funding, was happening while the student. Funding uh, business to business, uh, taking from another business, something to that. No. <laughs> Not per se, because mm. at the time, I think in 2010, I had. I'm asking this. I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking this because you once alluded something to that to that effect to me, uh, off record. So uh, that came a bit later. One day, I know and what you mean. I'm mean also. I'm, but the major reason I'm asking it, it is because you are running this business uh, on a parallelistic. Para Parallelistic manner, meaning all of them at the very same time. So maybe, yeah. So at the time, mm. this holding company thing started much later on. Mm. I was already doing law when mm. I figured out I can actually structure them differently to how mm. they were structured at that time. Mm. So at this point, it's just companies, no holding company, no nothing. There was no DC food, there was no parent company. It was just these small things. So I know what you mean, yeah. because you're referring to the holding company with the kids, what, what, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. At the time, it wasn't like that. At the time, it was just like, yeah. it's my trading stuff, it's some of the property yeah. things that I used to sell, then it's transport. There was no, like, other stuff at the time. Yeah. Only later on. Yeah, but you're you, you brave, man. I have to admire your, your, your audacity when it comes to that, man. Uh, because I suppose even your understanding uh, of business, uh, maybe you might have an understanding of some sort, but I hardly think you had uh, any understanding, I mean, I mean, all-around understanding in terms of all those business models. Yeah, so it is from that particular standpoint that I'm saying. At some point, I have to admire your your, your audacity. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I uh, it reminds me of words, courageous words from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, when he says, "Rich uh, dad, who happened to be his uh, friend, spiritually a uh, father, his childhood friend, uh, Mike. Apparently, uh, his so-called rich dad, he says." He once taught him that uh, any kind of a successful businessman, he is what he is today because of the fact that he once made a career decision. So yeah, that's the kind of a career decision that I admire. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was very important to understand how risk works, you know, mm -hmm. because when I was reading all these books and I was starting in the trading business and all these things like exposed to the markets I realized 
all these investors were talking about most of the time is risk, 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 risk. So I knew that you have to take big risks. Like yeah. I knew that it can either you crash or you, you catch big, it. you know, you make it. So I was like, if I crash, I have nothing to lose, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll always bounce back. As you, will, you would have gained a living. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. So a loss is not a loss, yeah. it's actually a win. So yeah, yeah, that was the mindset back then. Yeah, yeah. But you're right when you said it comes back from a decision. Yeah. Because I had to make a decision to say like, yeah. my family yeah. was not exposed to, uh, no one yeah. was an entrepreneur in my family, you understand? Like, yeah. I don't know how my grandmother and my aunt actually happened to start the business because no one was entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. People were having jobs. You know, so from the beginning it was already like, yeah. what is this entrepreneurship thing? But they were supportive and they were helping me to set it up. And so even with the adversity thing, it's like no one had gone to us. You know, there were so many things that I had to take risks on that I started being okay with the risk, especially stepping into unknown territories. You know, it was like, like for example, with finance or with investments, the only thing that our families know is that funeral policy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the only thing that they invest in. Yeah. Because it's like, once you die, or if you have a life power, you have a life policy, and it pays out big when you die, whatever. Like, but that's the only asset class that they knew yeah. at the time. You know, like, they were not exposed to so hedge funds and asset management companies and yeah. knowing how the economy works. They were not, you know, yeah. understandably so, because it's like, it's not a, you have to find it in order to to understand how it works. Mm -hmm. So, all these things that I was doing were, were not there before mm -hmm. in my family. So, if we hear you correctly, you started your varsity course in the year 2010, at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. uh, the course that was demanding four years of your time and you finished that course at the age of 23? No, because... Oh, 24? Yeah. 24. Or, or because of... Because you were if it is a four-year course, you were supposed to finish it at 23, isn't it? I was supposed to, but remember when I told you me, I was running my businesses, it wasn't oh, yeah. caring about it. Oh. <laughs> so it added another year, oh. because I wasn't... You failed another year. You I failed. didn't fail, but oh. it's like... You were not committed. I didn't have enough credits. Yeah, I didn't have enough credits to complete. Oh. Because, hey man, like yeah. it's... So, you, you, you were know not universities... They is a season whereby you were not uh, fully committed. To yeah, at all. Oh. I think the whole degree, I, was, I wasn't actually fully committed. It's just... It was something that I had to do, you know, yeah. from, like, for my mother, yeah. to show her, like, oh, yeah. I so, uh, once I start something, I want to finish it. So, uh, what do you call it? As are you a student at Vasit? Living Vasit, isn't it? Mm. Oh, so now you are, you are living the Ashit now, because of your businesses, etc. Et et yeah. yeah, you are driving, etc. Et et because you are a youngster, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It sounds fair. Mm -hmm. So after completing 
your studies, you focus on your businesses already. Still focusing on the business, even during the studies. Uh, so, so, any plans about this new, we can't call it a business, but it is, it is a knowledge. This knowledge, maybe you can combine it with uh, your business, etc. in relation to psychological background of psychological so graduation. Initially, the reason why I think psychology picked me <laughs> is because I got to understand that the next best thing, especially in finance, is behavioral. It's this thing called behavioral finance. So finance was slowly moving at the time, it was moving towards being more human. You know what I mean? Like, for example, it wasn't more numbers all the time. There was another, like, for example, with what Discovery is doing. You see what Adrian Rose is doing with Discovery. It's like, it's more human than it is finance, but it's insurance. It's like, so that was emerging. That was coming up. And for example, the, like, like the likes of uh, consumer behavior. Mm -hmm. They are so very much more, more psychologi psychological up. orientated. Exactly. So oh. there was more of those things coming up and it was like, mm. I was more interested to know more about that, but also mm. it was helping my trading, mm. fun enough. Mm. You would have thought maybe doing actual science or things like that would have helped with my trading, but psychology helped a lot mm. because I saw another side of the market that was like, actually, this is actually more about emotions, more about you know personality, more about all of that. What makes you a good trader is because of those, not so much. You can know the numbers, you can know how the market works, you can, but you can still not be profitable. So I was like, oh, okay. So psychology is helping me with that too. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's you know. So yeah, but things were booming. Things were yeah. booming. I was a student, but I had employees. At the very early age. Bro, I yeah. had employees, I had mm. some of the people that That was, was even before you turned 25? No. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. And I even had people that were no, in my class. You, you lived a life, uh, a life larger than life. <laughs> in fact, you yourself, you were yeah, a I life tried. larger than life. Man. I tried. No, you haven't tried. You, you worked hard. You deserved it, you know, yeah. because, yeah. But at the time, yeah. then when I graduated, it was like, mm. I actually went back. I went back again because yeah. I came out and I was like, okay, yeah. oh, that's good. Then I found out that I can go back, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and study something else using the credits of the first degree. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that's dope. That's yeah. I didn't know this at the time, but then I, I went back to that drawing board and saw, yeah. oh, Nelson Mandela has a BA, Silver has a BA, but they also have LLB, so now let me go back and try to do this, this other thing because it felt like. Or well, now uh, there's a new passion. Yeah. Well, it's not passion. It's because these people were doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at, mm. okay, if I want to get to that level, I have mm. to do mm. the same thing that they did. Yeah, because they inspire you. Yeah. They For the mere fact exactly. that you are inspired. Yeah. They instill a passion. So there's yes. a new passion. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new passion. So now yeah. it is like, and also the FSCA. So when I was doing this mm. thing that I say were family offices, I needed, I wanted to get a license so that I can manage outside capital. Yeah. But then I couldn't because I didn't have an accounting background. Yeah. Even though I was experienced in the sense of work or whatever, yeah. I couldn't 
get a FSA license because they have this thing called fit and proper requirements oh, yeah. where you have to come from, let's say, a finance background, you have to have certain experience of that domain. Depending on that, they give you a category of license that helps you manage people's money. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So me, all I had was my trading records. Mm -hmm. like, um, and all, everything that was happening prior to me graduating, mm -hmm. training records, everything that was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. So I realized if I have law, mm -hmm. then I can get that license. Mm -hmm. But then by, I realized now, by then, mm -hmm. by the time I was busy with law, I, I wasn't even interested in getting the license. Anymore. What do you make of law? What do you make of law uh, in terms of if significant significance uh, in this time and age uh, for society, for our society, especially for our society who seems to not know their rights, for example, who are naive in terms of understanding their rights, for example, uh, maybe. Simple basic rights have been violated, but that person uh, was supposed to know about that right, uh, that, 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 that right of his or her, that it has been. So, okay, let, let me just paraphrase it this way. What do you make of law and its significance in our society at this time and age? The thing is, law is very important because. If, if you know your rights, then, mm. like you said, you know mm. how to live in a way that those rights are not violated. Mm. And also, we, we have a history of racism, we have a history of discrimination, we have a history of, you know. Mm. And law is important in that sense because then it, it means mm. it would shape mm. the new South Africa as we know it now. I don't think it would have changed or mm. what Mandela did would have changed if they didn't change mm. some laws or they didn't mm. revisit the constitution to say, mm. and by the way, only after, what, what year was this? Uh, I think 1948 or something when they drafted this thing, mm. they included other races other than white mm. at a much later stage. So it was written in a way mm. that was benefiting the people mm. that were that it was initially written about and it was revamped mm. or refined through time. It was made better mm. through time, you know. So it's only later that they added the other races like black, Indian, mm. you know, so Yeah, but no. Let's leave it hanging. Yeah, let's leave it but yeah, basically it's important gonna, because yeah, it's important. We yeah. let's uh, need another podcast yeah it is yeah <laughs> let's make it a, a story for another day yeah but yeah. for me personally the mm. reason why again yeah 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 for you yeah. while i was in business mm. while i was a student mm. there was a lot of things that i was doing that i didn't understand mm -hmm. um and i had to hire people like lawyers to mm. every transaction everything that you do in business you need mm. a lawyer of some sort so i was like okay mm. If these people that inspire me have law, if yeah. I can have law, then I don't have to hire lawyers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I need a contract done, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. If I 
need whatever done, I'll just do it myself. Mm. You know, so it made sense to say, okay, mm. everything that I'm doing in business requires my knowledge of law, so let me just further go study law and mm. find out mm. what's there, you know, so I can know more about mm. how to yeah, so Man, uh, we without uh, without sounding as if we are good or something, mm. uh, because our time we see it seems as if we are running out of time, and the management of today uh, it's gonna uh, shut off, you know, the the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe in three minutes time, but I hardly think it uh, it is time for us to 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 to, to wrap up, but maybe. Maybe if we can just uh, cut, we, we will have to cut corners yeah, yeah. because the, in fact there is quite a lot of things that we have been touched on uh, in relation to podcast, marriage, kids, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, it is quite a lot of things that that man. But maybe you can tell us about podcast, okay. about you you venturing, not venturing in fact, because it, it, it podcast is, is part of any form of business. I mean, digital, digitally world is part of uh, any part of business. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether you venture into that particular space as a podcaster or as influencer of whatever sort, whatever the fucking case may be. Mm -hmm. and yes. So uh, can you just brief us about uh, the business of podcast and what have you uh, identified uh, or opportunities that you, you might have ident identified within that particular space? You can elaborate for us, yes, please. Okay, so I wrote my first book, and it's called Hungry Love Money. Mm -hmm. But I split it into two books. In fact, I have even forgotten about books, yeah. Yeah. No, that's where the idea of podcasting comes mm -hmm. from because. No, I remember when I I, I was trying to count uh, yeah. the things that I, I what came on top of my head was the marriage and yes, yes, podcast yes, yes. and I I even forgotten about this. In fact, they no, they explained okay. they explained. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. the podcasting idea came from mm. I wrote this time video of money book because mm. I wanted to write a book mm. teaching finance, financial literacy, mm. and leadership. So the first one is called Timing Income and then the other one is called Entrepreneurship, but mm. it's both Time Value of Money. Yeah. Time Value of Money, by the way, is just it's a formula in finance. Mm. That means the money that you have today mm. is not worth the same amount in the future, mm. mainly because of the change. You know. mm. but you're, you're already making it at this stage? When? When this, this podcasting and the book things, etc., etc. I published the first book in 2019. So Before. I was already married. No, I was. I got married. I met my wife after I finished the Oh. And I was at the, starting. At the university? No, I didn't meet her at the university. So I was first, second year law when I met my wife. Oh. oh. Yeah, but we didn't. The year the is. 2016. 2016. Yeah. Oh. So. There's no book that time. There's, you know, no, there's no book. There's but no podcast. This book, I wrote it mm. long time ago. Mm. Like, but uh, obviously things change. Now you understand more and then you revisit so and you keep rewriting it. How do you met? Through blind date? Or? I was speaking to my wife since I was 22 or 23. You met her in 
meet at the university. No, 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 social media. Uh, We're talking on social media, but... Which is Facebook. Or yeah, uh, yeah, those Facebook. dating... No, Facebook. Not dating, those dating apps. No, nah, not mixing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm uh, kidding. So I spoke to her maybe uh, four or five years before I met her. Uh, but somehow we find a way to talk and whatever. Uh, but anyway, the podcasting thing, mm. the book was talking financial literacy, it was talking about... Mm. Uh, business and no, I think I then think podcasting I, came. I, I I think you may carry on with the the, 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 the the you and your wife because that's where it started before we get to the books. Okay. Because books came later, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave the books. Um, but that's where podcasting comes from. Oh, okay. Okay. We we'll leave yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's so start with uh, the the what came first. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you were still shutting. You were still chatting. I was chatting to her, but a lot was happening, you know, as you can imagine, in my life, in her life. Mm. But we hadn't met yet. Mm. We didn't even know how we looked because on social media we didn't have our own pictures up. It was just, you know. You were both ghosts, so to say. In a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. both ghosts. Yeah. Um, and also, if I'm somewhere. And please don't include God because I know you, you might. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you think for that, yeah. So, we actually have our own podcast mm. because we were explaining this whole marriage thing, how it works, or whatever, mm. how mm. did we come to be. Mm. But while life was taking us to different places, even when I was a student, mm. we'd always find a way to, mm. to come and talk again. Mm. So, when I met her and I was second year at law, I was like, okay, mm. so. This lady I had to meet this lady. Mm. And then we met and then obviously went on dates and all those things. Mm. Um, I made sure I take care of my in-laws mm. very nicely before I met them. Mm. Because I was like, you know, mm. they must know the kind of person that I am before I go there. Yeah. And I did do that and when I got there I told them my intentions. I want to meet this lady. Oh, before Yeah, before I went. Before you see them you took gifts. care of them. Everything, like, bro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gifts, everything. Make yeah. sure that I set the tone. Precious and luxurious gifts. Anything, bro, I was just getting there. Yeah, yeah. So, by the time I went, yeah. I told him my, my intentions. Like, they were already impressed. They were already impressed. I was like, I want to marry your daughter. I want to what, 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 what. Mm. And like, okay. Mm. But I, I wanted us to and you have first. And you have that traditional African marriage in mind at the time. Yeah. Mm. So... Asked, her, asked them to, for her to move in with me. Mm. And then she moved in with me and we started staying together. Mm. So, but they told me, they gave me strict rules. Like, mm. no kids until mm. at least two years is done. So mm. I was like, okay, mm. well, that's good. So any culture shock? No, nothing. Because mm. while I was at varsity... Maybe you, 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 you might, you might uh, come across her or uh, your in-laws, etc. Et I had dated before in the mm. college community so it was like mm. it was something I had done before like I think I had yeah, mm. maybe four or five relationships before him oh yeah in the same community so it mm. was like I was used to it you know, oh I was yeah used to them, so it wasn't mm. a culture shock at all mm. but also maybe for her it was a culture shock because mm. now here comes this Zulu guy mm. you know yeah and yeah mm. fast forward the rest is history fast forward we get made kids, um, 
start a foundation together because yeah. that's what she likes. And also that's what I like, like I'm very passionate about but even to this day, I'm still doing business, and mm. yeah, now we yeah. have two kids and two amazing kids. Really, like, yeah. mm-hmm. God has been good. Yeah. I, obviously, I'm not saying it's a smooth riding or it's a smooth journey. It's not mm. hard, hardly. Like yeah. it's far from it. But so on your on. On, on the side of your family, they were very much more approval yeah. of your marriage. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they outside uh, race, etc. They et love my wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They truly love yeah. my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. my mom. She's similar to my mother, so mm. you can imagine the relationship. She has more mm. hectic relationship with my own mother than I do with my own mother. Yeah. You can imagine. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of lessons learned, obviously, mm. a lot, mm. a lot of lessons learned in business, and I went to extremes to meet these people, bro. like, mm. like for example, I remember in 2012, I was 22 years old. In 2012, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Then I went to this investor thing. <laughs> mm. There was a private investor meeting, mm. private investor slash shareholders meeting, mm. and I found my way there. I don't know how. Mm. But I was doing extremes to, to make sure that I meet all these people that I'm telling about. Mm, mm. Because, yeah. you know, some of them had to be my mentors. Bro. Like, I had mm. to just, you know, not knowing that. So, at what age exactly when did, did you start to. I remember when you told, told me, uh, what do you call it, off record about you uh, having a reputation of hunting down these people. Yeah. Uh, when did you begin to when hunt them down? 2009. Yeah. yeah. When I, Remember the gap year? Yeah, yeah. I started hunting them since then. Since then? Since then. Yeah. In fact, you had a choice of not going back Even to... Even now, recently. ...to Teshiagri, because you were already somewhat... Established. ...well-connected. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You yeah. see, even now, recently, mm. I'll tell you something. Last year, mm. last year I took on a job mm. for one month. Mm. Just so I can meet the, the founder of the thing. He's, he's, by the way, a chairman of Nesmart and a chairman of Aspen Holdings. Kuseni mm. Lamini. Uh, I just took that job just to meet him. Mm. That's how extreme I go. Like, yeah. If I want to meet someone, like I'm really... And he's a mining mogul, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's a very huge inspirational figure to me, so I had to meet him. Mm. And when I heard about an opening mm. <laughs> in one of his mining companies, I took it. Mm. And I was the HR manager and then, you know, and I was working in his foundation as well, so you can imagine, yeah. like, yo, but anyway, in 2012, I actually put that in my book also, the, ex- the, ex- the encounters and the experience. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should go to Oh. Let's go to sleep. They're closing. Uh-huh. So, 